0: Welcome to the Sisters in Zion podcast with Danielle and Kirsten, who are best friends and active members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This is not an official podcast of the Church. This is a safe place for sisters to gather through conversations to draw closer to Christ. Hello, everybody. This is Danielle with you here. We're so glad to be connected with you again on our podcast. I'm here with my best friend, Kirsten. Hey, guys. Happy to be here. Yeah, we're excited to talk about a few different things tonight. And honestly, we don't, we really felt strongly, and I've said this before, that we didn't want this to be some, you know, doctrinal discussion where we're bringing, like, gospel, you know, class uh, discussion in a sense of um, lectures and just teaching. We're really learning, and we wanted you to be our friends. We wanted you to be part of our journey of our conversation and just you know, as you're listening to this podcast and what you're doing and just having, you know, thoughts and being feeling like, you know, we're all close and that we're all sisters united in Zion. So, um, you know, tonight we kind of talked a little bit about talking about fasting and I know we've had some great experiences with fasting and we just wanted to bring up some of that subject. And, you know, just to start off, I've been traveling quite a bit and it's interesting. I notice that when I travel, it's. It's real it's great, but you you're running around back to back. I get a little bit more exhausted, and then you get home, and I do notice I've been, I've just been a little off. I haven't felt um, as close to my Savior. And then getting back in my routine, I noticed there was three nights that I end up watching just a TV show, different ones each night. But then it also just left me not feeling close to Him. And it's interesting how easy when our minds just get busy, distracted, but also with things that aren't like really uplifting. Not that the T V shows are really that bad, but they weren't are not uplifting. How how much the world distracts us yeah. from our savior. It really does. And I I notice it I feel so blah when that happens. And that's what I've been in this week. And it I'm not I'm not talking about this to like in a way to judge or criticize myself I love to look at it and go huh interesting so what can I do to make this better for myself I I I love to learn about this and and that's where fasting I feel like comes in it's what gets me back to being close to him
1: Yeah, I had an experience two months ago where I had a really wonderful fast. I've had some fasts where I was like, oh, um, that I I had to cut it short or I really didn't like even get that much out of it because I just was not into it. I just couldn't even go there. I was just starving basically. Um, two months ago, I had a really good fast. I felt prepared for it. I had intentions to become closer to my savior through it. And that was really like the main goal. And from that fast, I felt hungry to feast on the scriptures. I felt a deep desire to go to the temple every single, every single week. And I have continued to do that for the last couple of months. And so today I'm actually fasting. I I have, I was telling Danielle before we started recording, I'm like, I have 35 minutes left and then I'm going to eat. Like I can't wait, you know, but so I'm finishing a fast and I have been fasting to get back to that place where it's, it's fresh, it's new, it's exciting. And like my question, I guess, is like, how do we get So complacent with it. Like, I mean, I'm not, I haven't done anything different. I I had a wonderful fast two months ago, was super excited to read the scriptures, like diligently follow the prophet's admonition to finish the book of Mormon by the end of the year and go to the temple. I've gone every week and I feel great about that. And and I know it's not just about having a checklist, but I don't feel the same, like just excitement and, and fresh, you know, spirit when I go to the temple each week now, now it feels more like, I mean, it doesn't feel like a mundane chore. That would be like a really negative way of saying it. Like, I don't feel like that, but kind of, you know what I mean? It's more of like a, Oh, better check that off my list now, you know? And so this fast, I, I, I like was pleading with the Lord. I'm like, I'm sorry. What did I do? I don't even know what I did. Like, how did I, get back to this place. I thought I was doing good. And, and so I really do feel like this fast is just, I wrote down, it's like, it's the way to jump out of the world. Like you, you, we live in it. You cannot escape mortality. Like, unless you really are going to pass away and that's not what we're ready to do right now. Right. You cannot escape it unless you do something like fasting. Like you have to clearly draw a line and step over that line and say, okay, I'm going to be over here right now. Um, anyway, so that's, that's where I'm at right now.
0: No, I agree. I don't think there's much more, I mean, obviously prayer is part of fasting as well, but I was looking at, you know, major religions, fasting's been a, and even in, you know, the Bible, it's been a major part of and the Book of Mormon talks all about fasting as well, like how important it is to reground ourselves. And it really does that for me. Uh, And then the other thing is, is it does cause you to step yourself outside of the world a little bit, which I feel like, you know, I love, I love how you're saying, like, I don't know what I did. All of a sudden it's like, this stuff isn't feeling like it was. So teach me. And isn't that the whole purpose though? It's not like, it's not necessarily that you've done something wrong. Like you're a bad person. You've done something wrong because you're human and we're figuring it out. And it's like, Oh wow. Teach me, you know, this Mm -hmm. is not the same at all. But it's the only thing that came to my head. I, I, whenever time I warm something up on my stove, one of my cats just has to go stick her fire in the, you know, her face in the fire and the flame. And she singes all her whiskers. And I'm like, Um, when are you going to learn that that actually singes your whiskers? I can smell your fur burning, you know, but that's the thing. I know it's a poor little thing. She just goes up to it. But uh, my guess point being is like something doesn't feel right. Something doesn't smell right. Right. So what is it? And that's That's what the point of, you know, learning. And I will, you know, I'll tell you when I, um, I was what's it 20 when I turned back, to the savior, turned my heart to just reading and feasting on the scriptures. And I was like, I'm serving a mission. I was so excited. I was also nervous. And I served a mission in Chile. And then I, and then I came home and I just remember I was just fasting, just doing the normal, you know, once a month. And I just, I felt great. I, 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 you know, I felt like sometimes it felt like it had some power. Sometimes I felt like I was hungry, but you know, it's just the journey of learning. And then I went through, um, a really rough time that, um, I had a, was going to get married and we didn't end up getting married and my fast they took on I felt like the rug had been slipped out underneath of me and I I didn't even trust the spirit I didn't even tr- cuz I cuz I thought I was getting married and so I was trusting in that and then obviously it didn't happen and I remember feeling like I couldn't even I would just fast and I, I would try to and I just wouldn't feel like any I had no faith in it which is basically starvation but the, I do feel like there's a there's a part of just continuing to try mm-hmm. and follow the, um, the commandment to do so. Because when you look at the, you'll know it by their fruits, right? And there is a formula that even though sometimes becomes, you know, to- culture or tradition for us, these formula of fasting once a month, of um, paying your tithing like we've talked, there's, there's blessings. And you're, you either, you know, you're going to figure it out if you're still turning to the Lord. And I, one last thing I want to say in that is, you know, when we, we look at things with doubt instead of just like questioning, like teachable questioning, right? Doubt mm-hmm. is when Satan, you start, he can get in and start teaching you his methods, which is, you know, not what I want. So I, anyway, so point being, I, I remember fasting and it just became like so difficult. And I was just like, oh, I don't even want to do it anymore. And I had to, re- I had to have a reboot. <laughs> and that reboot had to come from continuing to do that, but also um, getting closer to my Savior in other ways and trusting that he really was there. And then, mm-hmm. and then it turned that back for me into it, fasting being a powerful thing.
1: Yeah. I'll be honest. Um, when I was around 24 or five, one of my best childhood friends got cancer and she was just amazing and wonderful. And it was really hard for like our whole community. And I remember fasting, we did like a whole like ward fast for her. Um, I mean, I guess maybe I, I don't know. Maybe I didn't get the memo. I thought we were fasting for her to get better. Maybe those who know better than to do that. Like, I don't know. I still don't have a lot of clarity around that, to be honest, but we fa- I fasted for her to get better and she passed away. And after that, uh, I, I didn't fast for years. I, I was just like, okay, clearly. I'm doing it wrong. And these are all messages from Satan. Like like I know, you know what I mean? When you're in it and you're feeling it and you're in the depths of complete remorse and grieving, I mean, there's so much there, right? So many feelings there. And so I just chose not to fast again, really. And then I, um, started having babies. I had my first baby when I was 26 and really just had babies or was nursing for the next 10 years and just didn't feel like, you know, I mean, you're not, it's not really encouraged to like do a full fast when you're pregnant or nursing. And so I honestly though, between you and I, <laughs> uh, I used it as an excuse to not fast. So I kind of like, it, it started with my friend passing away and then it was just continued for the next decade of my life. Uh, Well, I'm pregnant. Oh, I'm nursing. Oh, I just finished nursing. Oh, I'll fast next month. You know what I mean? And just kind of never really got back into it. So for me at this point, I'm just now starting to fast again. I'm just now. So I feel like a baby. I'm a baby faster. And I've had a couple of really powerful ones that I'm really grateful for. But I feel like, again, I'm a baby faster. So who here that's listening is like, oh yeah, I'm a baby faster too. Like we do it and we try and we don't necessarily even understand or get the full comprehension of what it even means. But we're trying. I really like, I wrote down what you said, teach me. That's where I'm at right now. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. And I'd like you to teach me, please.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's the willingness. When we're teachable, anything's possible. Mm-hmm. And if we're doubting, we're in this negative mindset where you're just, you may, you may not get enlightenment on what's going on. And fasting is a, for me, what I've noticed. So, so kind of, I, then I teetered back into having some pretty powerful fasts and then had some other stuff get, go happen that made me like not really trust fast again. It's just interesting. It's not even the fast. It's just my faith is, right. it's, it's a roller coaster of faith, especially, you know, throughout the twenties, I feel like that was the hardest, but, um it wasn't until this last, I mean, I had enjoyed fasting and I would do for little purposes, just kind of like, okay, you know, more routinely. And then this last year, and I've shared this already, but I just started feeling, I started becoming closer to the savior. I went through a really rough time, which I think I've shared um, already on the podcast about um, having um, a surgery with a cancerous tumor that had to be removed and ended up, um, the diminishing, I should say, or I shouldn't say diminishing, actually taking away the completely taking away the possibility for me to have children. And I, I was just left on my face. Like, I don't know what to do anymore. I I just, and I I knew the only answer was I need to be close to my savior doing routine. It it just wouldn't cut it anymore. Mm -hmm. I, I, and I, I was a, I guess I said January of the year that I just made a New Year's resolution and I fasted. I'm like, I want to be close to you. Please guide me. And I have been guided in so many different ways because I've been thirsty for right, hungry for Him rather than just for food. And it's interesting when I was able to finally turn um, into like I had to. I had a choice where it's like I can either just keep doing routine or I can put some faith in this because I need help so bad to like cope with this massive life change of I've always thought as we marry and have kids and now not. So what is my life about? And so I got prompted to fast way more than once a month. And it's every time I would feel it, I just would go, okay, I'll do it. Okay, I'm ready. And I would fast and then I would get led to something else, um, to feel close to him. And, and I realized as I've been doing it, a couple of things. One is that it really strengthens your faith because a, you're putting aside something very human, right. To want to eat. And there's also that desire to eat. And I found, especially if it was in the evening, I had such a routine. It was like, I'd sit, watch something, eat, and then go do stuff. And it was like, I had to find a new comfort. It was like my comfort zone got interrupted and, and that my comfort zone ended up becoming more with my savior. It was little things like that, that I had to address. And then the other part of it was just, I felt like I could hear and listen to the Holy spirit, um, in a different way than I was able to before, just because of fasting. It's, it's, really cool how it reboots that system spiritually for you. It is. It makes
1: sense too, right? Like, cause I, I'm, I'm paying attention to what you're saying and I'm currently fasting and I am fasting for a, a couple of reasons. One of them is to strengthen my testimony actually, which might kind of sound interesting, but I feel like even at this point, I'm at a place in my life where I've got a big mission and I, it has really, I've started to see more of who I'm meant to serve and how I'm meant to serve. And I'm like, Heavenly Father, I need a stronger testimony to be able to do this. Cause I do have a testimony, but I need like a a better one, you know? And so hearing you speaking about fasting, I, I can almost hear my prayers being answered about it. Like, yeah, part of my problem is I feel like I get so enveloped in the world because of the type of life that I lead and you lead as well. We are, quite high profile business entrepreneurs, thought leaders, like, you know, a lot on social media, a lot in large groups, speaking and influencing and all of that. Right. And so there is an element of our, you know, business life that we live and lead and think all the time. And, and it isn't always exactly like being in a spiritual place, you know, fasting and it's not, it's a different world. You know, so you are existing in this temporal world, in this modern temporal world, as a thought leader, as someone who has great desires. And then it's like you can't remove yourself from that world without intentionally. Trying to, you know what I mean? Like, is it because this is what happens to me? I'm like, I I, I start, I call it looping out. I'm like, looping out. I'm looping out on social media. I'm looping out. I'm like, what's she doing? What's she doing? I wake up in the morning. I'm like, oh, Instagram stories. Oh, this person. Oh, what's this? Oh, you know, I'm doing a sale this week on my products, or I'm doing this, or I'm doing that. You know what I mean? What's she doing? How's she doing that? What graphic? Blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, Heavenly Father, why don't I feel close to you? Oh, no. But, you know, and I almost feel this like lost. I'm like, ah, and you got, I'm kind of like verbally processing through it with you. Like, this is the conversation, right? This is, maybe this sounds familiar to some of you and what I'm telling you right now, and what I'm learning along with you right now, you have to do something very intentional, like fasting, like, you know, going to the temple not just thinking about it, not just walking around it, going in the temple and serving and completely removing yourself from the situation to get back to the power source, right? To get back to our savior.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's given us the methods to do so. We know praying and pondering, meditating over his word and fasting and serving others. You know, we have this whole new age society of, you know, self-help, self-care, self, self, it's all self-service and it's really selfish that, and that's, you don't read that in the scriptures. The Bible doesn't say serve yourself and take, you know, it, it says serve others and you find yourself, lose yourself and you find yourself. And I remember reading that in my mission a lot because it was hard. I hadn't been active most of my life. And then I go out and I'm like, um trying to teach and I'm like, I barely know anything. And then I'm trying to teach it in another language and a whole nother culture. And I wanted to go home. I did the first two months, especially I was like, I don't know how people do this. Like I, I, it was so out of my comfort zone and I feel like fasting can do that for you as well and get you out of the world. And so that first two months I was looking for any legit reason that I would have to go home. And of course there was nothing and I, <laughs> you know, stuck through it and I love my mission in so it was that scripture like lose yourself and you find yourself and so when i stopped thinking about how it all affected me including like when fasting we stopped thinking about how hungry we are or how the food is uh you know or how my routine oh i'm not like having dinner or, like it's your comfort stuff you can just lose yourself you really do find yourself because you only find yourself when you know him you don't gain self-esteem by studying self-concepts by having mm-hmm. self-confidence you only gain confidence when you have confidence through Christ, confidence doesn't come from yourself. And I just think that that was a big piece that, you know, and I was just thinking about, um, in June, it was this last year, I, I was fasting and I think I may have shared a little bit of this before, so I won't go into too much detail, but I, I was fasting for, um, some specific purposes and for some specific goals that I really wanted to set, but I wanted to make sure they were, you know, heavenly father's will. I don't, you know, want to do, you know, go for all these goals without them being his will. And as I was fasting, I was getting, you know, yes, these are my will, you know, I was feeling really great about it. So I was super excited. And I went to the temple even and in the temple and forgive me if I already shared all this, but I want to share it again in the temple. I'm reading this scripture about how um, Alma had a change of heart in his family. And he was basically in comatose for two days. And I think I've shared this and his um, family fasted for like two days and I was just like, okay, cool. So then I'm, I go to the celestial room and I feel very strongly. I need to fast for two days and I ignored it. I said before, I did like white noise in my head. I was like, da no, da, da, no. Yeah. I was kind of blocking it. I did. I did. I didn't even like, I didn't even analyze it to go. No, that's not right. I was like literally making white noise. And Finally, I said, All right, I'll do it. And it was the hardest, like, fast I've ever done for two days without water was the hardest. And but it was the most spiritual. I was led to so many things that helped me realize the true truthfulness of the Savior, like how real He is. How cl- I could hear His thoughts more in my mind. It was really interesting how that happens when it's like a reset button. And late, recently I started reading um, some, I read a lot of stuff on the brain and I started reading this whole book on the by a neurologist on the brain. And he goes into all these like health benefits of fasting. And I just, I just smiled. I'm like, of course, <laughs> I mean, of course, like he, and so that's what I'm saying. There's this formula that even though we may not understand what we're doing or I have the cynical attitude and that's not the best to have a cynical attitude while you're fasting by all means you're just starving yourself. But like we talked about with Kirsten when she, she was just paying her tithing, even though she wasn't doing other stuff in the church, but she felt like it was a principle she wanted to uphold. Upholding that principle has so many benefits and I'll share a couple of the health benefits, which I of course was like amazed by and I'm just going to do a real brief. I'm not going to go into brain science here, but it was interesting, he was talking about that, you know, basically when we eat, our food breaks down into energy and it's an energy source for us, right? When we fast, it uses up the energy source from the last, you know, feeding, but then what happens is it pulls on longer term fat stores, which is really good because then fat actually becomes in, into different ketogenic forms, so ketones. And there's, there's a couple different things that that happens when your body is not eating. It allows itself to reset, not just spiritually, but actually physically, because it starts pulling on fat sores. And then it creates this, um, it's called uh, beta HBA is the name of it. And it's a super fuel for the brain, but it also ignites this other um, hormone called leptin, and leptin is a hormone that you cannot, no supplement. There's no supplement on earth that is, can provide leptin. There's only two ways you can access it. And fasting is one of them. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. And it's what helps your metabolism and your hormones. And so there's this, this huge benefit of fasting um, metabolically, hormonally, and resetting your entire body. Your insulin levels get a break, which is great because, you know, high insulin obviously creates a lot of issues with diabetes. but is this whole body reset? And then I was reading further along, and he was like, "What I suggest as a neurologist, he's saying, what I suggest is you do it once a month, and a good time to do is on a Saturday evening, start your fast, and end it on a Sunday evening." And I'm like, "What? Are you from our church?" But he's <laughs> not at all. I mean, he he promotes uh, other things that I know are not from our church, but um, drinking wine, I mean. But anyway, he he definitely was like just saying exactly the pattern. He's like once a month to reset, you know. And and he he says with water because um that's just, you know, what he says, but I just think there's probably a reason without water as well. So it's just amazing. I just thought, "Oh my gosh, like your body is resetting, but God created our body. He knows what our body needs. The fast isn't just like, "Here, I need you guys to suffer. Show me that you have faith by suffering." He's like you guys, I created this body. Trust me, it needs a break once a month from food in order for these, you know, this beta HPA, HBA, and then leptin, and there's other stuff too, but like, it needs to reset. Like, And then when that happens, and you're not in this busyness of the world, and this busyness with, you know, glucose being high, your brain, your brain resets, and it allows you what? To be closer to him. It allows you a clearer mind, right? To fill... And see things spiritually, and it grows your faith. I just thought it just came this whole full circle. This year has been amazing for me with fasting, and I've just every time I've felt the prompting, which has been about once every other week, it seems, I just do it and I'm just enjoying every moment of it and trusting Him more than I ever have.
1: So good. I love it. Thanks for sharing all of that. I I think it's really powerful to understand it from a little bit of science and a little bit of research and a lot of spirituality and personal experiences. Um, I thought of something not totally related to fasting, but this past week, I have been feeling kind of like what you were saying, like, am I okay? I mean, I actually got some really bad news. One of my friends passed away and that was extremely hard for me. So there was that. And then on top of that, just kind of the normal, like, am I okay? Am I doing what's right? Why don't, why don't I feel good? Why don't I feel really close to the spirit? Like all of that, you know, just questioning myself, kind of constantly questioning, am I good enough? Am I doing it right? Is there something wrong? And, and the, the question came to me when I'm asking myself, am I okay? And the spirit brought a question to my mind. And that was, who am I serving? And just that one question, who am I serving? Not am I serving like God or Satan, which is also another side of this. But what I mean is just if I served someone else today, then I'm okay. You know what I mean? Like, and if I didn't, then I mean, I'm still okay, but I may, like, if I feel like there's something missing, so I take a little bit of inventory, you know, how am I doing on my calling? That I do have a calling that like I've been, you know, the Lord has called me to do something. So how am I doing there? Am I ministering to those who I feel inspired to minister to, right? Just something simple like that. Or did I call that friend that needed my help? And just thinking about who am I serving? And I really feel like that is the key to feeling okay, at least for me. If I haven't been serving someone and I've been mostly doing the self care, self this self that, I mean, actually it was funny in relief society today, they were talking about ministering efforts and, you know, taking care of our sisters, but our, our, our instructor actually did a really cool thing. She turned it around for us and she had us write down on a piece of paper. Like, how are you at self care? We go and take care of everyone else. And most of us don't take care of ourselves really that well. And I was like, I was right now on my paper, I'm like, oh, dang, like, I take really good care of myself. <laughs> I really do. Like, I work out at a certain time. I have my favorite drink. I drink at a certain time. I In the evening, I turn on my salt lamp and my diffuser and my, like, you know, instrumental music, and I read the scriptures. Like, I mean, I'm like, dang, I've got, like, a pretty solid self-care routine. And so, I mean, it's like, oh, yay, like, let's pat you on the back. Like, what does that mean? And I really feel like all of that self-care is good, but it means nothing if I'm not serving somebody else. Like, it actually doesn't do, all the self-care in the world pales in comparison to going and serving somebody else. That actually is the ultimate self-care, right? And that's how the Savior lived his entire life was going out and serving other people. I mean, sure, he had his time where he left and went into the wilderness and fasted and removed himself from others and all that. Like, that's good. Not saying there's anything wrong with that. But I don't personally find that it does me that that good unless I know that I'm serving
0: others. Yeah, a couple thoughts while you were saying that. It's so it is. And and I don't want anybody thinking we're saying, well, don't, don't, don't take care of yourself. It has, It's not that like, it's just like an airplane, right? I was just, you know, in DC and the air, I went on like five different, six different flights actually. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, talk about putting your own oxygen mask on first, but it doesn't do you any good if you put it on and then you don't help anybody else put theirs on. Right. That's mm-hmm. like, like you were just saying like that self care. So we have to have our own oxygen mask. It's, it's a matter of, what is your oxygen? What is that spiritual fuel? And your spiritual fuel isn't necessarily just going to a spa and getting your nails done and making all, you know, it's not just like my self care is, you know, just serving my selfish needs. That's not really self care. Your self care is like, what's the oxygen? It's your prayers, right? It is spending time reading your scriptures it is spending time with fasting. It is spending time, you know, serving others in different ways. And I love um, the scripture that talks about, you know, we when we serve others, we're in the service of our God. And it really, that's our self-care as well. So I just think finding out what is that oxygen. And I know for me for several years that I was, you know, working full-time and building a business and doing my doctorate, I was burning the candle stick at both ends and I definitely had adrenal fatigue like actually they diagnosed me with severe adrenal fatigue and so and that that's not necessarily the best way to operate either and what I what I needed to do obviously was some better refueling and some personal um some personal time and I feel like for me my personal time Sundays doesn't mean I don't serve others but I mean Sundays I don't go on social media I don't need to burn that end of that stick I don't really go on my emails much I don't I, I don't go on things I don't do my homework for my doctorate I just I do the podcast I do personal reading I look who I if I can serve someone or my ministering but I know that I need this refuel so I can go throughout my week including obviously taking the sacraments so what's that oxygen like what's And if that oxygen is for you to like, I have to, in order for me to be sane, I have to get away from my kids and my household. And that might mean go get a massage. That is great. That might be the oxygen in a, also your body needs to help. But I would say fasting would be a huge part of that. And I know for me, it has been, it's been that, that, you know, brain fuel that we obviously need. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it really is. It really, really is. I love it. I have been taking notes, actually, as we've been talking. I feel like there's so much goodness um, that can be taught and remembered. Um, there's a woman who, she spoke at church today, and I really, really liked her talk. I was so fed at church today, maybe because I was fasting. I swear today, it was like all the lessons were for me. I was getting all the messages out of it that I needed, and I just... like I was really being taught from the Spirit and this woman taught um, she was living in Italy and when she first arrived in Italy one of her favorite things was every morning at 7 a.m. the church bells would ring loudly right and so she would hear it and she'd get all excited like oh my gosh like we're in Italy and there's church bells and it's so like romantic right and so she lived in Italy for a few years And as the story goes, she said by the end of her time in Italy, she would look at the clock and see that it was seven. And then she would have to kind of strain her ears to listen and see if she could hear the church bells. And sure enough, they were there. Right. But like what changed? I mean, the church bells didn't change. They still kept going every morning at 7am, but it was her, it was her perspective. It was her value. It was her experience and appreciation for the experience of hearing these church bells. And so for me, that was the message I needed to hear as I was fasting today and asking, what is it about me? Like, I don't know what I did wrong. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying again, you know, and I, and I'm not hearing the church bells as clearly as I was maybe two months ago right? And so if that's where you're at and you're like, dang, yeah, I thought I was doing good. And it's not a reason to get down on yourself. It's not a reason to, you know, that's what Satan would have you do, right? Like, oh, well, aren't you just the most ungrateful? No, I'm just saying, hey, the church bells are still there. They're loud and clear at the same time, all the time. That companionship is still there. And so I believe that this message that we've had for you guys today has been fasting is a clear and definitive way to sharpen, you know, to tune up your, your ability to hear the church bells, your ability to hear that spirit of the Lord. And um, yeah,
0: spiritual oxygen. Mm -hmm. It really does. Well, thank you everybody for being on. That was beautiful. I love that you shared about the church bells. It's such a, you know, her talk, that's such a great example of just staying in tuned. It's never, He's always there. It's always whatever we're distracting ourselves with. Like I was saying, a couple TV shows that I watched that just were nothing like bad. It was just nothing good either though. <laughs> mm-hmm. And just things that keep us from being close to him. And it's so subtle sometimes. You're like, oh, it's not, it's not bad. So it's okay. And I just, you know, but it's, it's not good. If it's not good, then it's, then it's actually bad. And little things that we can do to just like you said, sharpen sharpen our hearing aids, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the yeah. Holy Spirit, our Holy Spirit hearing aids. <laughs> I know. Totally. I
1: love it. I love thinking of it like that. I was going to say, it's not bad or, you know, like you were saying, like it's, if it's not good, it's bad. It's, yeah, it is technically bad. However, I don't, I don't think that it's bad per se until all of a sudden you get down the pathway and you've gotten away from it and you're like, wait a second, what the heck just happened? how did I get over here again? Like what? And though I swear two months ago, I was like the most spiritual version of myself I could ever possibly be. And yet here I still am. Wow. So it's not, you know, it's just a matter of noticing your pattern of how you get away from that total res I, I love the I love the analogy of church bells because like the, the bells they, they reverberate and it's like the closer you are to it the closer you can hear it you know what I mean and it's like every day most of us have work and experiences and perspectives and people and all that that will just naturally pull us away from being away from the church bells and it's like you gotta get you have to do something to get back to it. And it's it's a clear intentional thing like fasting definitely like prayer and reading your scriptures. Um, but also asking, I feel like there's an extra power in fasting, which takes away maybe some of the mundane daily. Oh, I opened my book of Mormon and I read a chapter, you know what I mean? Which is still fine. Not saying it's bad because it is, we are, um, we are what we repeatedly do. Right. So, um, anyway, I do, I think we've totally made the point that fasting is amazing. It's a great way to jump back into those clear,
0: uh, moments of reset, yeah, spiritual, spiritual, and actually physical reset. So yes. amazing! I love reading the science. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so smart! And He's like, yeah, <laughs> duh. <laughs> I'm just I kidding. Created you. <laughs> <laughs> I created your body, don't you think? I know. <laughs> I love that about it. So, yeah, uh, well, um. We've been, yeah, wonderful to be connected with you guys on this uh, podcast, and we will talk. see you next time. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Sisters in Zion podcast. Music is compliments of Marshall McDonald and can be found on his Sunday Best album. You can share this podcast with others through your podcast app or Podbean website. Join us next week for more experiences, enlightenment, and conversations to draw closer to Christ.